Welcome to the Prime Fitness Project. My name is Eric Giroux, co-founder of Prime Fitness in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Get ready to have a lot of fun as we talk exercise, nutrition, and weight loss. We're going to talk to real clients, trainers, and other wellness colleagues to help you lead your Prime Fitness life. Welcome, everybody, to the Prime Fitness Project. Eric here, and I am excited today. Today is going to be a great day. Um, it is what's today, Thursday, September 15th. I'm recording this podcast with a good friend of mine, Miss Veronique Graves, today. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this podcast. Um, it is a really cool story and an interview that I get to have with her today as we talk about her fitness journey um, and her history with fitness and how we got to know each other and kind of what she's moving into nowadays. I'm pretty excited for her to tell you all about it. Um, so I think I want you to guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy. And as always, if you've got questions or if you want to reach out, you know how to find me and you'll be able to find her. And I'll give you all the details at the end on social media. Um, and, you know, make sure that, you know, keep us in mind. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, gang. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Ms. Veronique. Veronique, how are you doing today? Doing good. How are you, Eric? Oh, man, I am awesome. I am stoked that we get to sit here and talk today and actually record one of our fun conversations. Yay, me too. We have very fun conversations, I say. I say so. We do. They're silly. They're good, but they're also very serious. We talk a lot about a lot of different things. And uh, um, I think we've, uh, you know, we've created a pretty sweet relationship over the past year, uh, you know, really navigating this world of fitness. I think it's pretty cool. Um, so I real quick, I just kind of want to give everybody a little brief history on how we know each other. I think I was going back and I was looking, oh, geez, was it 2016, 2017, maybe? Oh, my God. Has it been that long? <laughs> it was a while ago. I think it's, I think that's when I found it because I found a picture completely by accident the other day. Um, I was teaching a TRX course mm -hmm. and you came and took the TRX course for me back then. Now, who were you working for then? Were you working for somebody or did you just do that on your own? I just did it on my own. I was working as a Zumba instructor for Rockville Reg, basically basically an independent contractor. And I worked um, at a few gyms in Silver Spring and for Department of Energy. And then I think I took a TRX class and I was like, oh, this would be great to teach other people later. So I wanted to take the class as well. Oh, that's right. And so I can never remember because the between the, the years of like 2014 to 2017, I taught so many courses. I can never remember like who did what and where they're coming from. And I taught a lot of folks that were coming from Gold's Gym or coming from health clubs for, you know, for specifically. Uh -huh. So, um, oh, that's cool. I'm glad you kind of took that on your own. That's pretty sweet. Um, did you like it back then? Did you like the course? Yeah, I loved it. I love strength training. And then when I joined your class, I was like, Eric is an amazing teacher. And then, so I was like, oh, I can teach other people. And then if I ever get a trainer myself, I'm getting Eric. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So do you, now we're going to talk a little bit about the past year. So, but before the past year, have you implemented TRX into your world a lot in the past, you know, before that, like between 2017 and 2021 or to kind of go by the wayside a little bit? No, because I didn't have one until I took the class. I didn't order my own. So oh, gotcha. like if I took a class at a gym or something like that. And then I always like body weight exercises. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, cause you could travel with it. Um, but I hadn't really used it a lot in classes. Oh, cool. So 
Zumba, huh? Was that kind of your first foray into the fitness world, teaching Zumba? Uh, professionally, I'd say. I, my first foray was my mom was an aerobics instructor. <laughs> Get out of here. We, I've never heard this part before. Was she really? Yeah, she was when we were little. And then my dad played basketball through like elementary school all the way through the Air Force Academy in college. And he used to coach us. I played basketball as well. My sisters and brothers, he coached us. And we used to ride bikes and um, play all different sports like soccer and stuff. So we were always an, a very active family. Okay. And I always loved dancing. I was in like the talent shows at my school. And I can see that. <laughs> I love dancing. So when I moved to the DC area from Atlanta, um, I went to Gold's Gym and took a Zumba class. And my teacher was incredible. She was using like all the latest songs on the radio and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. So then I was like, I'm going to go get certified got certified and then went to my rec there was a rec center across the street from my apartment I was like y'all need teachers and they said yes and then the rest is history wow check that out that's pretty cool Hold on. I want to back up for just one quick second yeah. uh, what was your mom's uh aerobics class that she taught did she have a specific format I don't remember you I don't remember I been like five or six I'm not okay. yeah I have to ask her so would that have been like the 80s or 90s that one that would have been the 80s, uh huh. 80s, yeah. Oh, I bet. So it was probably step class was pretty, uh, pretty popular back then. I was pretty sure. Okay, sweet. I just always want to picture mom like in the aerobics get up and wear and like you know that's kind of what I want to see. That's cool. Um, awesome. And everything. <laughs> so moving forward, we're gonna fast forward a little bit and we're gonna say you know so teaching Zumba, um, you know, outside of Zumba, you're also an interpreter, correct? Yes, I'm a sign and language interpreter. Sign language interpreter. Now, has that kind of been your your main gig for the past, you know, 10 years or so, being a sign language interpreter? Yes, I started, oh my Lord, in 20, I mean, 2006. I've been interpreting since then. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, so I really like that. But I also loved, you know, working out. So then I was like, let me do something else on the side. And so that's how I got into fitness. That's cool. And now, if you don't mind me asking, because I'm sure some people are wondering, just how old are you? I am 43. 43. All right. Very cool. Um, because every, I, I think it's nice. I mean, people look at me like crazy. Eric, don't ask people their ages on the podcast. Whatever. Everybody's fine. I don't mind. No, no, that's right. It's, everything's fine. Um, you know, it just gives everybody, because obviously we can't see you on the podcast, that sort of thing. Well, I can see you because we're doing this over Zoom, but nobody else can. So uh, it gives everybody an idea of like, you know, who they're seeing, who they're talking to. Um, very cool. So about a year ago, right? Maybe a little less than a year ago, I think. Um, I was starting up, you know, my, my big 12 week program that I had going on back then. And you were kind of one of the first, like five or six to jump into it, which was really cool. Okay. And what drew you to saying, Eric, I want to do this. So first of all, when I took the TRS class, I was like, Eric is great. He knows anatomy. He's uh, very skilled and very, uh, I guess like approachable, like with questions about fitness and very encouraging. So I was like, okay. If I have a trainer, I'm going to get Eric. But he said he used to have group classes and then the pandemic hit. Right. And I was like, so, and also because of the pandemic, you know, you were sitting at home watching movies and stuff or working from home, not walking as much or I was anyway. And I gained probably 15 pounds and I could like feel it in my knees. And then uh, even though I was still working out hard, I wasn't um, eating properly or like, you know, <laughs> Then I thought it was for all of us during the pandemic. Right. Yes. So that was all of us during pandemic. the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I got my pandemic weight on. So I was like, yeah. I need to get this off. 
Um, and so, and I was like, can I really afford a personal trainer? And then I got the email saying, oh, if you thought you couldn't afford a personal trainer, here's how you can and like join the program. So I was like, okay, let me try it. Cause I always wanted to work with Eric anyway. And then I signed up. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate it. It's been an awesome ride. I've been loving it. Um, now that's very cool. I think, you know, the pandemic time, man, was definitely hard for so many of us. I mean, I think everybody, I think at one point coping mechanisms were, you know, very different for everyone uh, at the beginning because there was so much unsurety and so much unrest uh, that everybody was kind of like, man, I, I'm just going to eat my way through the next six months is what I'm going to do. Or I'm going to, you know, it's okay if I have one or two beers every day, right? That's okay. That's not a problem, right? And so I think that happened for a lot of folks. And so um, you, you weren't alone in that endeavor. That's for sure. I know a lot of people uh, came out of 2021 going, whoo, man, that was a, that was a rough, was a rough, you know, 18, 18, 20 months or so. Um, oh, but also, I also, before the pandemic, I hit 40 and I noticed my weight was not, uh, I wasn't able to maintain my ideal weight as I was before. Like I used to be able to work out or dance hard, eat my pizza, eat whatever I wanted. And then it would go away with the workout. And I was like, hold on, my, metabol my metabolism is really like slowing down. And my dad told me when I was in college, he's like, watch what you eat, watch how you exercise as you get older, because it's going to pack on. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then 40 hit and he was right. <laughs> so let's touch on that a little bit, right? Because you're very right. <laughs> I think it is one of those benchmarks for most people, self-admitted. And I think people have heard me say this on the podcast a bunch of times. Um, I was in the same boat. I was like, you know what? In my 30s and in my 20s, I can pretty much outdo all the harm that I do. I mean, I can, but there was something about this light switch when 40 happened. I don't know, man, body just changes, right? The body just changes. And I used to tell everybody, nope, it's not going to happen to me because uh -huh. I'm going to stay fit. I'm going to stay exercising. I'm going to be working out, be fine. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it happened. Right? It happened. So um, it happened. Like, I mean, when Christy, was pregnant with Matthew. Uh -huh. uh, I only, I I put on sympathy weight with her to the <laughs> tune of to the tune of nineteen pounds in oh, wow. in nine months. Whoa! So yeah, so that was right around forty, right? So I, we had Matthew at thirty nine. That was right around forty. And the crazy part was how much how harder it was to take that back off after that. <clears throat> so, uh -huh. um, now, so now that you're forty three, right? So you get three years into the forty year game. Um, yeah. What has been like one of the biggest aha moments that you've had to realize to keep yourself like in a comfortable place weight-wise for you? The biggest aha moment was basically portion size because mm. if you're eating a bowl of pasta, you're just eating a bowl and like, oh, I'm all good. But then if you really look at the label, the serving size is like half a cup, which looks small to us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm eating like three or four times as much every time I'm eating pasta. So it's like, not that you can't, because I, I know a lot of people say, don't eat white rice, don't eat white pasta. It's not that you can't eat that stuff. It's just you have to eat the appropriate size. Right. Um, and so that like really helped. And then like increasing my protein, because I was always hungry. And I think carbs are like fast and cheap and easy to, you know, just inhale. Sure. And so adding more protein really helps as well. I, you're hitting all the things I wanted you to talk about, which is great because that's cool because, you know, I think 
I, I'm a big believer in not restricting anything, right? You know, it's not restricting anything. I, I, that's not a way to live. No one should do that, right? Because we've got, you know, cravings. We've got things that make us feel good. We've got things that, you know, uh, satisfy us when we're eating. And so we should have all those things, you know, but sometimes they need to, we need to make sure they're the exception and not the rule. Yeah. Like baked goods, like ice cream, like, you know, those sorts of things. And, you know, and you're right, right, definitely watching uh, the the volumes and the definitely watching the, the portion sizes. I think that to me was for me personally, that was always one of the um, one of the key elements for me, like whenever I've had to go back and, you know, realize, OK, I need to kind of tighten my nutrition back up again. It's very easy to fall into over portioning yourself. Mm-hmm. very easy. I mean, it's very easy. So you have to really be careful. So, um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That's one of the, one of the big aha moments for, you. I think that's really cool. Um, all right. So let's, um, let's fast forward again a little bit here. So we got started. Um, was there any trepidation? Were you nervous at all when we got started? Mm, I was like, he's not gonna let me eat French fries and he's not gonna let me eat these cookies. <laughs> but I like their <laughs> plan. Because I love to bake and <laughs> my husband doesn't eat sweets really. So I end up eating like the whole cake unless oh, I'm like, sure, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, the restriction, but I liked your program because it wasn't as restricted. Like you definitely need to pay attention to what you're doing, but you can still have things that you like. So I really enjoyed that part of it. Well, when we started, I think, you know, we spend the first few weeks really kind of, I don't want to say being restricted, but we do kind of really focus on whole foods and we focus on mm-hmm. making sure that we're sticking to the outside of the grocery store, you know, that sort of thing and mm-hmm. make it, but it's also used as an education process to allow you to kind of like figure out, all right, where do these other things fit into my, my nutritional world that I want to be able to have? Like you were really good, man. You, you would send me a message. You, you would send me a message, Eric, uh, Eric, I really, I really want this cookie. Can I have this? Eat the effing cookie, man. It's okay. Just account for it in your day. Right. And wouldn't I say that to you? Yes. But there were some things that you think are healthy, like uh, acai bowls. Oh, dude, yeah, those are crazy full of sugar. <laughs> yeah. So like you you have the fruit on top. So I'm like, OK, I'm good. But then you have like glaze that you don't know what it is <laughs> or it's honey, which is still sugar. You know, it's fine if it's a small amount, but you don't know how much you're putting on. Then granola, which has a lot of sugar. And then they blend it sometimes with juice. So you're like, wait, what, what am I really eating? And it's huge. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, it's fruit, though. And so, yeah, that's, again, like the portion size are like, what's in it, you got to pay attention to. Because I remember writing you like, we're at the coffee shop and they had these bowls with fruit. And you were like, uh, not yet. <laughs> like, yeah, pump the brakes. Because <laughs> you got to think, right? So all those things you just said, like if you take granola, you take the syrups, you take the honeys, you blend them all together there, right? And then you've probably got yourself a pretty large amount of calories in one sitting. And you thought I was having fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You did with a lot of other shit. <laughs> that's, that's what right. happens, right? So, um, yeah, no, it's that's good. I'm I'm glad that there wasn't too much trepidation when we got started. Um, you know, I was, I thought what was really cool is, you know, we, your level, and this is look, why I'm so stupid proud of you, right? Number one is the 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 level of communication. I should I should have prefaced that. Number one, I am stupid proud of her. That's I mean that's just for sure. Um, <laughs> But the level of communication we've had this whole time uh, has been awesome, right? And so you, you've had questions, if you've had concerns, you've had anything, 
you weren't afraid to reach out and say, yo, <laughs> help. I was like, that's what I'm here for. Sweet, let's do that. Um, and so kudos to you, man, because a lot of people, like they, they kind of, they get into something like this and they don't know how to uh, ask for help. They don't know how to kind of like, but you did a, you've done a phenomenal job. Now, let's go through a little bit of stats here. Now, we, your goal was to lose a little bit of weight, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, in the first 12 weeks, do you remember how much you lost? I think rough idea? 10 pounds in the first 12 weeks or so. I think so, right? I mean, I'm going to double check because I can check that while we're sitting here talking. Hang on, because, you know, I've got it all right here in front of me. Bear with me. Um, uh, uh, um, and how were you feeling during that time frame? A lot better, like lighter, like my knees felt better. I was sleeping better. Um, Isn't that interesting how that happens, how that makes your sleep feel better? Mm-hmm. And also I mean, cutting down on sugar, like, because I, I notice if I eat sugar, a lot of sugar, and I'm thirsty all night, and I have to get up and drink water, and I have to go to the bathroom, so that really helps. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, when we got started here, oh, this is a little bit less than here. So, it was November 15th. Man, by the time we were at, we'll say, where's January? Yeah, man, by the time you were at the beginning of January, by the middle of January, you were you were down 10 pounds. So three months, you're down three months. That's good. And you've done a really good job of maintaining that, man, and keeping it down. You know, and this is why I tell everybody when they do something like this, right, is you, I expect fully to see when we're doing it, you know, through a progress, little speed bumps up and down in mm-hmm. our in our our metrics of, you know, the stats that we're keeping. Um, did you notice your clothes fitting differently or anything like that? Uh, yes, actually. I was like, oh, I don't have to go buy new clothes right now because I'm back in my regular clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that nice? That's always so nice. Pretty awesome. <laughs> it is nice. I don't want to have to go spend more money on clothes. It's good. <laughs> right. I finally, so look, I had, I kept them for years. Like, so, you know, uh, my, my story getting into fitness started when I was in my mid twenties, right? Cause I was really out of shape. And I don't think I realized that I was, you know, almost a 36 inch waist. And so um, I had a pair of jeans that I kept for a really long time and I kept them around um, so that I could always remind myself, you're, you're not doing that again. And there was a period when Christy was pregnant and, and I was putting on this extra weight that I almost needed them again. And I was like, nope, not happening. So yeah, for sure. Um, all right, sweet. So that's awesome, man. I love to hear the success. I love to hear the, uh, you know, the, the attitude, everything was really cool. So some things kind of shifted for you, right? All of a sudden, people are starting to kind of take notice of yeah. your your success, uh-huh. right? And what happened next for you there? So I had two friends that I would walk with on Sundays for like sometimes an hour and a half or two hours. And they're like, hey, you're looking kind of fit these days. Can you help us? And so I was like, oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I had already gotten my personal uh, certified personal training certificate I think right before the pandemic from NASM but I didn't feel like confident like in using it because I was like I don't really know what I'm doing and even when I was in Zumba I had a people a few people ask me can you like train me but I was like I need to learn you know more about strength training and everything like that so they asked me to train them and then I was like I don't know and then Eric is like um I hope you didn't tell them no. (laughs) 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 So um, Eric's been like great. Like you've been like a mentor to me. Like I can bounce ideas off of you and get feedback and stuff like that. So that's been awesome. So I thank you. Um, And so it ended up being 
I have two clients now on a subscription program where I work out with them. I meet them once a week in person to lift weights uh, or do like body weight strength training. And then once a week to do like accountability training, which turned into, it's become what I call walk and talk. So we talk about like their nutrition and things like that while we're walking around the neighborhood. And then I give them programs in the Trainerize app to follow and a playlist every four weeks. Look at you, man. So, all right, first <laughs> off, I, I got to tell you. So when you, when you, when you, brought this idea to me that you thought you wanted to do this. I was like, you better do this. I was like, this is awesome. I was like, there is no better person that I think should do this than you, right? Because you have the most awesome personality for it. That's number one. Uh, I thought, I felt like at that point, you know, your knowledge base hadn't grown enough that you, you know, it's time to kind of sample the waters, right. And kind of see if you can do it. And then you hit the ground running, man. I said, but look, I, I said, I, I wouldn't tell you to do this and be comfortable telling you to do this unless you went and got your, you know, redid your training certification. I said, if you're going to coach people in nutrition, you got to get your nutrition certification. And next thing I know, she's like, yep, I did my NASM certification again. Yep. I went and got precision nutrition certified. And I'm like, oh shit, you did all that in like three months. <laughs> I was like, what happened? Like you knocked it out of the park, man. And so I was like, this is awesome. Um, so then, you know, these, these gals, you know, wanted to work out with you, which I thought was super cool. Um, but then we kind of started to talk like, what did you want your business to look like? And I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you told me you kind of wanted to work with, you know, women over the age of 40, right. And, you know, and definitely start looking into more of the folks that were, you know, older and kind of like functional aging training. And that kind of was something that really appealed to you, how to get people to make sure they're staying fit as they get older. Now, was there anything, anybody or any person in your life that kind of like had that stand out that you said, like, man, I don't want to end up like X, Y, Z. Was anybody like that in your world? Yeah, quite a few people. My grandma has diabetes, mm. she walks around. She's like, if you see her, you're like, oh yeah, she looks good. She's 87. She's like moving and grooving, but she also is like <gasps> breathing like this. Oh man. She's walking. Um, and my dad has high blood pressure, but he he continues to walk and be active. Um, and then I just had an uncle, was like my dad's best friend, pass away because he had diabetes, which led to him being on dialysis and kidney failure. So um, especially as Black, the Black community, I feel like we need a lot of help um, uh, with like eating properly, um, making sure we work out, um, just the resources and the education. And also I have fibroids myself and that can also cause complications like hormonally, like sure. in your body, I wanted to help like women who've experienced like uh, fibroid surgery and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, definitely I have family members and friends that have different health conditions that I feel that if we ate better or more active can either be prevented or be reversed. And one of the ladies I work with now is pre-diabetic. So she's trying to get her A1C down. That's awesome. Um, yeah. What do you think? And, you know, because as an ignorant white guy sometimes, right? It's, what do you think is the one thing that is lacking the most in the black community for when it comes to like resources that are, that are needed? I think a lot is culturally related, like soul food is a big thing. Mm. Like, and especially in the South, a lot of food is fried or like cooked with like meats that are fatty. Um, but then 
some people do live by a farm so they have access to fresh vegetables but some people might live in the city where there's like a food desert so there's not a lot of fresh food available or close to them so i think um just access to better food choices or fast food like it's cheap right even my dad like when we were in memphis last week he's like all right what are we eating for breakfast they love mcdonald's but it's fast it's cheap it tastes good <laughs> so it's like okay we can just i'm because i was with him i was like okay we can go but that's like and at home he eats like oatmeal and stuff he doesn't eat that all the time but i can see why like whole families would be like oh let me just go to mcdonald's and then i have to take my kids to this activity da, da, da. i think it's yeah i think it's just access um to better choices and also prices of things um some people think that eating healthy is expensive and it can be done without being expensive do you okay i mean I agree with all that, right? I mean, it, from what little you know, I know, and so I, I'm always curious because at, at today's day and age, um, you know, information is not at a minimum, right? You can access information anywhere, anytime. We can get it. So, how is it that we can get into the culture, right, and change the culture so that is it's not just about I think at that point too, it's you know obviously having the access to the things that you want, but then how do we change the mindset within the community of like, hey, this is what you need to do, versus you know, um, I I think that's going to be I think that's the harder part, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I think, how do we do that? And I think that's kind of where we all are, like us as fitness professionals, and now you can call yourself a fitness professional. Uh, we as fitness professionals, you know, kind of like we're always striving to kind of figure out how do we serve the underserved how do we serve you know those folks that that need it the most and I, it sounds like that's kind of one of the things that you're kind of championing again for yourself a little bit there which i think is really cool that's very cool mm -hmm. now it's also like showing people how to do something because I, I work with one of my clients is black and the other one is white but they still and the white one is a vegetarian but for some reason i feel like and I don't know if it's because people haven't had vegetables cooked well, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> oh, I like green beans sometimes because, but they're boils. Like, I feel like if I can show people like how to prepare them in more flavorful way or variety of ways, maybe they'll eat them more. Um, so that's the struggle. And then the other one's like, oh, I have fried Brussels sprouts or I have fried green beans. Just like the method of cooking. It's like, it's a vegetable, but the method that we right. you know, cook them in is not necessarily the best way. So you've taken a 15 calorie cup of green beans and now made it 250 perfect nice yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> saute <laughs> it's fine grill <laughs> um i know it's tough man and i think uh but i think that's also i mean again we could go down this is a whole nother topic of conversation that we could probably have one day that it's not just you know it's not just the black community but i think it is a lot of you know a lot of the culture in the united states in different communities where you know, food is love where, um, you know, food is very centric to what goes on in gatherings and events and, you know, comfort food is comfort food. So, you know, it's, it's, it's there to kind of bring people together sometimes. And I think that also then, you know, moves into being the rule and not the exception, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's, that's a, it's another tough hill that we're going to be climbing for a while. Um, yeah. So that could, like I said, that could be a whole other conversation we had at some, on another day. I might have a panel of like five people on here and we'll do that. We'll do a whole podcast about it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, but now I want to kind of move forward a little bit too, because something else that's really cool that happened to you um, that I was like, 
So what did you apply for? You told me you applied for something. I didn't know she was doing this, but what did you apply for and get? So I <laughs> I was reading, I have a, I do have a subscription to Women's Health Magazine because my little niece was selling it for Girl Scouts. <laughs> so oh, well, I like the magazine, but I haven't. And so I was reading and there was this little bitty paragraph that was like, apply for the strength and diversity program. We're trying to um, help marginalized groups become um, personal trainers, get better support, develop your businesses. So they asked you to send in an essay or a video explaining why you need help. So I think the deadline was actually like the next day because I had just found it. I was like, I'll just send a video, I guess. And so I sent it in. And then like a week later, they're like, oh, you got in the program. We chose eight trainers to work with. And I was like, what? So like you, <laughs> so. That's so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So now you're part of this mentorship program with Women's Health Magazine. Uh -huh. And how's it going so far? So far, so good. Uh, there are eight of us. And then we meet every Friday with um, the editor from, or one of the editors from Men's Health Magazine and Women's Health Magazine. And then they bring in guest speakers about different topics. Like uh, last week was goal setting. The week before was like business development. There was a man who started his own performance gym for teenagers in Minnesota. And now he has a partnership with Lifetime Fitness. And he's talking about like his business journey. Um, this in two weeks, we'll have someone come in and talk about like public speaking and also how to improve your camera presence. They talked about social media. Um, and then we have homework every week. Like what is your five-year plan or what is your business strategy? Things like that. And then they've also paired us with a fitness professional. Some of them like work for uh, women's health magazine. We meet with them weekly as well for more support. So dude, how <laughs> flipping cool is that? And, and, and this is all at no cost to you, right? Yes. And apparently they partner with, um, is it NCSA? NSCA? NSCA. National Strength and Conditioning. The, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So they're going to try to sponsor uh, us getting like a CSCS or the their, their personal training certificate. Um, and then with Precision Nutrition, they're going to help try to help us get more certificates. That's awesome. Dude, if you can get your... So NSCA, National Strength and Conditioning Association, for those of you out there who are listening, we're, we're just talking shop here, um, but they have one of the, the top strength and conditioning certifications in the country called your Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist. Um, it is it is awesome. It is a great, you know, if you can go through it and take the, sit for the exam, I highly recommend it. It is awesome, awesome, awesome. So if they're helping you to get that, dude, yeah. I think that is going to open a crazy amount of fitness doors for you, which is very cool. Um now, didn't it remind me, didn't they say they were going to like highlight you on social and things like that as well too throughout the process? Yes. So last week they did a story and a post on Women's Health Magazine highlighting the eight uh, participants that were selected. And then you can click on our bio and find out more about us. And then in the November and December print issues of, um, I'm not sure which one is, you know, which month, but in Men's Health and Women's Health, they will highlight us in the print magazine. Dude, how freaking cool, man. <laughs> I'm so pumped. That's awesome. I'm going to say I know a celebrity soon. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> that's like, what I tell everybody about I, I, say, I know a celebrity, and I'm like, I knew her when. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, thank you. Man, very cool. So it's been a good year of success for you, man. That's been really awesome. Yeah, thanks so is your is your hope to kind of grow your clientele now? Or are you yeah. kind of happy where you are? I, okay, so since I'm still interpreting um, 
I guess more from my full-time job, I, the two clients right now is manageable, but I would like to grow them um, eventually. So I'm just working on that, working on my website and everything like that. Cool. Have you noticed, now this is something I always ask new trainers, right? Um, have you noticed that since you've started training others, has it made your, not your desire, but your ability to kind of like focus on your own programming a little bit more challenging? Uh, yes. <laughs> Sometimes I want to write you in the app and go, uh, yeah, so I was training someone today and I didn't do mine yet, my workout yet. So yeah, that's definitely a challenge. You either have to just say, I'm working out at seven every day, you know what I mean? Like have a set time or just yep. say, I'm going to work out this day. Like I've trained um, my clients usually on thursdays wednesday thursday and fridays so then i try to do my workouts on the other days but since my job is also freelance i don't really have a set hour that i can do it right so that's that definitely challenging it is and i think you know one of the things that i a lot of the kind of like how we were talking earlier about um before we started this uh podcast we were having a little conversation and the misconception sometimes you know somebody uh you you know Asked you if you were you, you when you were being a trainer if you had a six pack and you're like you have a six pack to be a trainer a lot of the misconceptions are out there and then the same thing like you know a lot of people say oh the reason you're so fit is because you work out all day long and I'm like well that nope not not really it's not what happens and I said you know I have to be we as fitness professionals we have to be just as deliberate as Joe and Jane Smith you know working in an office you know picking our times and you know making sure we have our time scheduled into our day. Mm -hmm. um you know it's got to become a habit right we talk about you and i we talk about habits all the time yeah. <laughs> and so it's a it's a conversation all the time and so that just has to be one of the things you create as a habit and it's a non-negotiable yeah. um so i think hopefully you'll find your your rhythm where you can um you can make sure you plug it in there as a schedule to your day that mm -hmm. you know is non-negotiable for you i think that's going to be a critical component of it all yeah, definitely. So, all right. So let's, you know, since we're here, we're, you know, we're going to throw it out there into, into the ether so everybody can hear it. What are some of your own personal fitness goals for this coming up year for this, for the next, say the next 12 months? My personal fitness goals? Yeah, man, you got any? Yeah. So I would like to actually do 40 push-ups every day. I've read this study from Harvard. I don't know if you saw this. They, and I don't know what year it was, but they studied a group of firefighters and they had them do 40 push-ups every day. And then they measured like their heart health. And it was like, it helped them avoid like uh, cardiovascular disease. I haven't seen that, but I think I've heard of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I also would like this on my Instagram, start that challenge, like have people do it along with me. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's do it. I'll do it with you. All right, cool. Let's do it. I'll do it with you. I'll do 40 a day. No problem. That's easy. I love that. Maybe I should bump it up a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. Did you see the other study? And total side note goes, and you guys, total side note, did you see the other study that just came out? It was just released uh, this past week. 78,000 person study uh, talking about how um, 10,000 steps a day can decrease vascular dementia by 50%. Wow, really? Yeah. That's awesome. And when it's a little bit more intense, like if you like say you're out for a brisk walk or a fast walk, the more intense it is, the better the results are. Yeah. Yeah. So so this, you know, we harp a lot. We talk a lot about steps too and how important our uh -huh. steps are every day. Just shows you right there. So 10,000 a day can mean a 50% reduction in vascular dementia. That's pretty, that's pretty, pretty significant. Um, some really good 
uh, peer-reviewed studies that are coming out that are actually uh, that have been coming out the past couple of years. I think a lot of it's because people had nothing to do during the pandemic, so they did a lot of studies. <laughs> so, uh, or they finished a lot of studies that have been going on for a while. But um, that's a uh, that's you know, those are pretty cool things to check out. Um, Where was that? Was that? Um, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to everybody. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I'll send it to you because I don't remember exactly. I saw it like on three different Instagram posts this week. People posted it. And I don't I don't remember exactly. I want to say it was a Harvard study. Okay. I think it was a Harvard study. So but um, I'll find out where it was put, like where it was uh, published and I'll send it to you um, and I'll send it to everybody out there. So if you're listening, uh, look on social and I'll send it to somebody somewhere in the Ethernet. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um that's awesome. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know we've had a great time chatting today. Uh, any anything closing you want to say to anybody out there? Everything good? Everything's good. I just want to thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you for being an amazing trainer. Thanks to Christy. Y'all are awesome, and um, y'all can do it. Like keep keep up with your fitness goals. Keep training. Keep eating right. Keep moving. I love it. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for your trust and belief in me. And, uh, you know, I've still got it in you, man. We're going to keep rocking. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care.